Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. All right. Welcome to the end within. We're back once again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully everything's on go. Uh, I'll go to my buddy Brent. We'll go ahead and get started. Uh, um still having mixing problems since I rebuilt my machine, so, um, you know, it's hard to tell until you actually dial up in the show, but uh, it's, uh, at least I have a machine, but uh, in either case, we're going to leave it alone because it's been fairly stable since we put Windows 7 back on it, but uh, let's go ahead and go to Brent, see what's been up uh, his way down in Texas. Brent. Hey, Mike. Yeah, you're coming in loud and clear tonight. Sounds real good. Good okay. to see you got your good to see you got your machine back. Yeah, uh, me too. I got my machine back. I, you know, I I still haven't got my audio straightened out as to you know as far as mixing it up. I really need a physical mixer, not software. But you know that I guess I'll put that on a wish list. Yeah, uh, that that'll be on on the. If anybody wants to sponsor, <laughs> right. I'd be glad to. We'll be glad to take your money. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, till then uh, we'll we'll go on a on a on a slightly lower budget. But uh, so, how's everything going down your way, man? Oh, it's going pretty good. I've been real busy. Uh, like I told you last week. You know, trying to get prepared to make a move, but yeah, we uh, my move was supposed to be down closer to the border, but now, like I told you, it's going to be down to Corpus Christi, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, it's a good, good business, you know, area. Uh, I love the coast. I want to get to do a lot of fishing, heck of a lot more than than uh, what I get to do now on my days off. So I'm I'm really excited, man. You know, it's it's uh good. Good, good to have. I think I'm gonna have a little more balance in my life, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you what, man. It, you know, it's uh, it's you know hard to achieve balance nowadays. It's either you know too much one way or too much the other, and uh, especially on the work end of it. You know, I've, I've been out of work for a while. I finally got my physical ailments. I think you know on the men. Uh, so I'm going to start looking heavily to find work here shortly. So, you know, I'm sure I can't, and I don't want to work for the military. I just can't go back. How's your, how's your eye doing? I just can't go back and work. I can't work for this son of a bitch. (laughs) You know, it's like, when he gets out of office, sure, you know, 
yeah, I, I can, well, I don't even think I can work for Hillary. I mean, that's how bad it's got. But, you know, it's just, I, I, I don't see how these young people do it. I don't see how I couldn't, if I had a kid who was even considering joining the military right now, I'd have to. I'd have to sit him down, you know, with a 12-pack or maybe a case of beer and just say, look, you know, it ain't going to happen. They're not on daddy's watch, you know. There's a time and place for everything, and this ain't the time. And, and it, ain't, it ain't the place. So, you know, you're just going to have to wait till uh, we get someone else in and we figure out what the hell we're doing down in the Middle East. Because, uh, I tell you, I, I I don't understand it. You know, it don't it doesn't make sense. I I don't I couldn't ask anyone, sir, right now because it just doesn't make sense. You know, if someone can explain to me the strategy of what we're doing down there now, exactly what the mission is and what we're trying to accomplish, uh, yeah. And if they explain it where it makes sense, then, yeah, I'll buy it. But that's just it. No one is even making an attempt at it anymore. And it just it just doesn't, I can't comprehend it. There's no, there's no logic to it. You know, uh, you have ISIS who has cropped up out of this, this mess, you know, and it goes back to Bush, yes, it goes back to George W. Bush. Actually, it goes back to Daddy Bush. But uh, George W. Bush, he was, you know, very helpful in creating ISIS. Uh, you know, blowhard up there now. He's the one who's actually uh, put the weapons in their hands, in my opinion. And he's the one who created it for the most part. But, uh, you know, as we were talking about earlier, Reports are now we have ISIS uh, five miles off the border, off the southern border of Texas. Uh, that doesn't set well with me. I mean, you know, we're fighting them down in the Middle East, and you're going to tell me now they're five miles within our southern border? Uh, it doesn't set well with me, you know. And where is our National Guard? Uh, we, I mean, if that's true, with the intelligence complex we have, we should be able to determine within every cubic inch, every cubic millimeter, uh, exactly where the enemy position might be and have National Guard stationed, you know, every millimeter, every millimeter on the southern border, you know, and actually, we should consider bombing the shit out of them, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, I'm a, not a diplomat. I wouldn't make a very diplomatic person. So, you know, that, that would be somebody else's job. I'd just be the one to give the orders. <laughs> Say, go. <laughs> Screw it, go. <laughs> but uh, it, it doesn't. I can't comprehend it. I, it. It just it confounds me. And that's just, the other thing that just confounds me is the fact that no other media is covering the story. And it's a legitimate story. Actually, the 
uh, judicial watch is the one who brought this out. And their sources were, of course, uh, Mexican uh, and U.S. intelligence. You know, of course, none of our, uh, you know, none of our actual intelligence intelligence, but some of the other watchdog intelligence groups who uh, who operate under the radar or else they'd be booted out of uh, their positions, you know, like our generals, ComSAC, and everywhere else. Uh, it, it's, it's. Uh, I don't understand what's going on. Do you have a clue? You know? Uh, well, this, this this all came out tonight. I mean, today uh, was the first time that I saw it, <clears throat> as far as, or it might have been yesterday, I can't remember. My days are like going together so much but i do remember and tonight a uh, little not and not too much longer we're going to have brandon on from the river city tea party and i remember whenever the whenever the so-called kids started coming across the border turned out to be a lot of adults instead of children uh remember brandon went down there to assist the border patrol and he had mentioned that he's that the local the mexican locals had told his group about some guys who were training on the other side of the border and they were dressed in all black. And I remember bringing that up on the show. Uh, so this, you know, this isn't the first time we've heard it, but this is the first time we've heard it from, you know, uh, I don't know, from authorities, I guess, uh, you know, whatever the hell that means nowadays. Cause I trust regular folk, you know, like Brandon a lot more than I trust the authorities. <laughs> Yeah, well, who, that's just it, is when you say authorities, you never know exactly who the authorities are, you know. And when it comes to the authorities, uh, give me the rebel groups, give me the militias, give me anyone but, uh, you know, uh, military intelligence or anything from general command, because I, I don't believe it, you know, because everything pumps through the executive office, it appears. So you know, give me the rebels, and you know, I'll I'll believe them before I'll believe anybody up Washington. But anyway, go ahead. And I'm sorry. No, that was pretty much what I was <clears throat> what I was saying. It's it's I haven't really had the opportunity to get into a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, you know studying exactly what's going on. Uh, but it's but based on what I've heard, it's a Mexican uh, some sort of Mexican authority uh, has. You know, given the word that, you know, ISIS is, I think it was at eight miles on the other side of the Texas border. And I, I yeah. wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it one bit. They, I think they've been around for a long time. I think I, was, I saw on the news uh, that today I was at work. We had the TV on in the break room kitchen and it was ABC News of all people. And they were talking to a guy and evidently there have been 180 Americans who have uh, succumbed to helping ISIS. And I think they they caught somebody coming back into the country today, and I wasn't able to catch the whole story. But and then I go back to <clears throat> Carrie Patton, uh, which was one of the best interviews we ever did, that first one. And if you remember, yeah. I you know he was so calm and collect, and and toward the end of the show, after about two hours, I said, "Man, I said, does anything you know?" Because we'd asked him about a lot of stuff, and he was just real calm. And I said, "Is there anything that ever keeps you awake at night?" And he said, "Yeah." He said, uh, "Iran, Iran sometimes keeps me keeps me awake." And uh, you know, they're you know right there in the middle of everything. 
as well. Um, but the Middle East, I'm, like you said at the beginning of the show, if somebody can give me a, a strat, our, you know, a, a legitimate strategy as to what we're actually doing, I'm not seeing it. Uh, that place is just blowing up. As a matter of fact, I, I sent an email to my dad. <clears throat> had talked to him in a while, and uh, it was this was actually before the Iran negotiations started and before we started hearing about the Saudi Arabian uh, army going down south and doing some training uh, before the Yemen situation. Something just, you know, the hair on my on the back of my neck was kind of standing up, and I was saying something just not right, you know. And I sent him a, an email and said, you know, it's cause he's been over there, you know, eight eight ten years, and I said, man, it might be time for you to just come on back home, you know, and, and stay here. And I think he's seriously considering uh, doing that, and hopefully he does. Well, I I would I would say, you know, erring on the side of caution because uh, it's not going to be long. I mean, uh, my, something within me tells me that, you know, all hell breaking loose over there is not going to be long from from here uh and yeah the other thing i guess is uh with isis is there's something not right about them either and it's not iran there's there's something that's uh that troubles me very much in in about uh how much you know the u.s may also be helping ISIS and I don't want to say it you know I hate saying that I really do but something tells me that we're being complicit uh, with ISIS well obviously if they're that close to the to the board there's no doubt I mean <laughs> you know we got a group of uh, you know the worst barbarians in 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 since the Middle Ages, and we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. You know about the origins of ISIS and who and where and what you know where they get their frame of reference from, where their thought complex comes from, and it comes back from the Middle Ages. And it has to do during the. If you want to go back and look it up after the show or look it up during the show, that's fine. But it goes back uh, to the time of Saladin, uh, who was a uh, infamous Islamic leader who uh, won over uh, the. I think it was the first jihad, second jihad uh, against Jerusalem. And let me pull it up here right quick. Uh, anyway, Saladin, and the, and the name of that group is actually, and the dress, everything is identical to uh, what they call the assassins, and named after Saladin. They actually were called the hashashins after, because, you know, they smoked hashish. Uh, before they would go into battle. And their main motif uh, was beheading, you know, the enemies. And, of course, uh, apparently with these guys, they're they're all, you know, uh, 
Uh, here we go. Let's see the assassins. Uh, in hell. I don't know why I said I would read this because I can't read anything anymore. But since I got my eye fixed, uh, the assassins is the name used to refer to the medieval the Zaria Islam. Uh, partially or particularly those of Persia and Syria by Westerners, uh, often characterized as a secret order of assassins led by a mysterious, uh, quote, old man of the mountain. The Naziri Islamists uh, were an Islamic sect that formed in the late 11th century from a split within Islamism, uh, itself, a branch of Shia Islam. Uh, in time, the Nazaris began to pose a military threat to Sunni Sejuk authority within Persian territories by capturing and inhabilitating several mountain uh, fortresses under the leadership of Hassan el Sabah. And I, I've heard that name used too, uh, who is typically regarded as the founder of the Assassins. While the Assassins typically refers to entire medieval Missouri uh, sect, it the, in fact only a class of acolytes uh, known as the Bible uh, actually engaged in the assassination work. Uh, lacking their own army, the Nasaria relief is uh, on these trained warriors to carry out espionage and assassinations. The Nasaria were feared by the Crusaders who referred to them collectively as assassins. The Crusaders' stories of the assassins were further emphasized by Marco Polo, uh, 19th century European Orientals or Orientalist histories such as uh, Joseph von Hammer, Pergstahl, uh, uh, also referred to the Nazari uh, collectively, collectively as assassins and tended to write works about them based on uh, biased accounts of medieval Sunni Arab authors which uh, they often took at face value. So it looks like, you know, again, we got parallels back to uh, 11th century, 11th century uh, medieval ages, the Crusades. And we've heard they themselves refer to the Crusades quite often, you know, in terms of their reference. So it's interesting, you know, that if you've ever looked at the dress of the assassins, it's total white, I mean, excuse me, total black, head to toe, you know, they're dressed completely as uh, ISIS is today. And, you know, they operated much like, ISIS, they were they were hit and run, and you know, and uh, they, you know, they, they didn't use tactics. They were uh, simply there to create terror, and that's 
that's how they operated during the Middle Ages, and I'm convinced that we are seeing them again today. Unless people realize and understand this, you know, what you're dealing with, you're dealing with a group of people who are emulating a group of people who actually lived in the region in the 11th century. That's where they get their mindset from, a man named Saladin, who was their leader. And we can look at him in just a moment. Let me go ahead and pull him up. Uh, hey, real quick, Mike, is, is Brandon on the line? I think he is. Yeah, okay, go, if you want up. to, go ahead and bring him on, too. Okay. All right. Mm. Milbone. Milbone. Hey, yeah. what's going on, guys? Hey, how you doing? How y'all doing? Uh, busy, right. busy here. What about you? <laughs> uh, I think all of us will attest to the same uh, we were just sitting here talking about uh, ISIS and what is perhaps uh, the origins of ISIS. Uh, yeah, which goes back to the 11th century in a group uh, called the Assassins. Uh, and their dress is uh, the same as that of the Assassins. If you've ever seen any pictures of the assassins, matter of fact, you could probably just go to Google and images and put mm-hmm. in uh, assassins, and I'm going to see if I can just pull up uh, some. And the only thing, of course, comes up is Assassin's Creed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which that, that ain't what I'm looking for. Kids these days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, now I'll I'll send this to y'all. Y'all can y'all can decide. And I just put in uh, let's see, uh, Saladin and also assassins. And hopefully I got the spelling right. But uh, yeah, you can look at the comparison in the images. And you know, see for yourself uh, if you see any uh, comparisons with ISIS and this these medieval assassins. Brandon, Brandon, do you uh, <clears throat> with, yes, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show. We were talking about the the uh, reports of ISIS being about eight miles from the border, and I brought up the show that we did with you when you were down at the border, and you had given us uh, reports from the local Mexicans that they had seen some training facilities uh, there, you know, in, inside the Mexican border. Uh, do you still have any contacts, and are you getting any, any news from any of the guys or, or ladies on the border? Well, we did have eyes on it up until right about January, um, we had a landowner down there that was kind of working with us and uh, keeping eyes on it. And let, let me be clear, uh, it, yes, we the uh, local people that were around in the community and stuff were the one to bring it to our attention, but we could see it with the naked eye. I mean, you can stand there right on the Rio Grande River and look straight across of it and see that building. It's a huge warehouse. And there's absolutely no activity that goes on during the daytime but at night, then it just, you know, starts moving and jumping and everything else. So the Border Patrol and also the Sheriff's Department had confirmed it as well. And then the people in the community 
um, that were there also said that they had seen several uh, uh, different occasions of groups of men coming across dressed in all black military gear and coming across in formation, which we all know the cartel doesn't do. You know, that's not the cartel. And then they would come into the United States and they would spend the night and then the next night in the evening, they'd see them going back across the river. So we know they don't come over here and camp out one night and then head back, you know, the cartel and stuff. So there was something other that that they were up to there. And I I keep reminding people on Facebook about this. I was like, dude, we were posting this stuff last summer that there was a camp there. Now, we were told it was Hamas that was running that particular camp. But, you know, one terrorist can be another terrorist and misinformation and stuff like that. So it could be ISIS. You never know, you know, or maybe they're working together or something like that. All we know is it's a terrorist camp. They're that close, and with that many people crossing the border, they are definitely coming across. Yeah. Uh, what The way I read, and there's an article up on the Blaze uh, right now, the way I read it is that they're – uh, presence has been noticed on both sides of the border. That's the way I understood it. And mm-hmm. uh, they have seen encampments up in the mountain sides of the border, uh, spotters who can communicate back across uh, to Mexico, and also spotters who can communicate back across to yes. the state. And so, we were... When we were at the uh, uh, the first location that we were scouting out when we were looking for an area operation to work on, uh, we were in El Paso, and we were on a landowner there that was butted up against the Rio Grande as well. But if you looked out, there's a mountain, I'd probably say it's probably about a mile and a half, maybe two miles away on the Mexico side, real huge because there was no other mountains really around you except these two mountains that bust, you know came out. We could see movement on top by at least one or two guys and because of, you know, how far it was and the elevation and all that other stuff. And so we couldn't really make out who it was, but we knew that they were moving around on top of that mountain and just assumed that they were watching for, you know, the cartels and anybody else that's pushing people across. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, it, this what what this came from was from Judicial Watch, and there uh, they had they had uh, their their source was the some of the Mexican authorities, and uh, also you know uh, on American authorities. I'm not I think it's actual Border Patrol agents on this side, and yes, on sir. the Mexican side it was the uh, federales. Yeah, it was the federales and also the uh, Mexican military. I think you know those mm-hmm. who are not in cahoots with the cartels, obviously. Right. But, uh, but you know, we were talking about you know we've got a serious problem if our Mexican intelligence is letting you know these well, particularly. Uh, that such as ISIS get that close uh, anywhere that close uh, or any for that matter any of these uh, rogue organizations get that close to our borders who may pro- pose a threat you know to uh, they, 
our our border or for that matter, you know, encroaching just, the United States. Yeah, go ahead. No, they're just as corrupt as the others. I mean, I don't know, but Brett, maybe you saw this on TV the other day. The day before they announced this uh, ISIS location across from uh, El Paso, at least when the news all announced it, um, the day before they had a, I guess it was a paid-for ad or something like that that was on TV, that all these, uh, the governors or mayors and all this other stuff were in Juarez right there. telling Americans to come on over, you know, we've cleaned up our act and this and that and blah, 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 and then the next day that stuff gets posted. And it was just almost like you sit there and looked at the people that were on that TV, the four or five guys that were the the politicians or whatever, and you just know they're dirty if they're doing that. I mean, it, it's bad. I don't yeah, think that I was unaware of. Money talks on their side, and that's about it. Right. Yeah, well, you know, with the uh, and the cartels are providing the coyotes for these guys is what it's sounding like. You know, they're going back and forth. They're testing the waters to see how far in they can get and and what's yeah. going on. Oh, and yeah. uh, the you know oh, the cartels yeah, yeah. are going to the tech. They're going to they're going to infiltrate Texas politicians. What they're going to do? It's, they, uh, well, that that was already. that was the word is that you know the, the cartels and both the coyotes are involved. Uh, as far as working with and in hand uh, with uh, what potentially could be ISIS and what appears to be ISIS. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, all I can encourage you to do, if you live in Texas, is to start calling and raising hell your state representatives, you know, uh, to, number one, find out if this is true, and secondly, if it is true, uh, if you're U.S. military or if you're U.S., uh, you know, as far as the one down there to do anything about it, that you, you know, state by state, you start getting your National Guard troops and you put them down there on that border and by God, anyone who even looks or resembles a terrorist just gets shot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if they would deport them too, I mean, it'd be nice, you know, if that we could just secure it and start deporting, and you know. But it, if you guys remember too, the last time that I was on the show, uh, whenever I was talking to you guys about uh, all of the stuff that was moving across and things like that. We found evidence of, you know, those, those uh, papers that were written in Arabic and stuff like that. So you can't tell me, not to mention that one group that was detained had a couple of uh, people that were either from China, they're Oriental, so they're from China, Japan, or something like that. So you, oh, yeah. you can't tell me that they haven't already infiltrated, and also that the uh, sheriff's departments, we were warned, all of the sheriff's departments along the border, except for three counties, were on the cartel's pay. That's pretty, pretty. Uh, they're already infiltrating us. You know what I'm saying? So oh, when yeah. you were down, when you were down there, what was the? Okay, you're saying that the sheriff's departments are being paid off. Who was really in control of that whole situation? Whenever, we were, whenever. We were told that the cartels were the ones that were paying off the uh, law enforcement on this side. And um, like I said, we were warned only three counties were friendly to us. The rest of them were paid off. But what about was 
the border control, uh, our military, uh, border National patrol. Guard. They, I mean, who did you just? Who did your gut feel and tell you? To, what did your gut tell you? Who was in charge? You know of you know who was El Commandor mm-hmm. <laughs> of the well, of the whole situation. We were, when we were running around on the actual area of operation in the field and stuff, we answered to the Border Patrol. I mean, because they were all over the place in that area. I will give them that. They were, and that's because so many of their guys have been attacked recently, right before we came. I'm not sure what's going on since then, but yeah, Border Patrol. But then again, you have to watch them as well, because when we were in El Paso, I was laid out there in a ghillie suit in the brush one night, because it it was my shift to take. And we sat there and watched the daggum Border Patrol vehicle pull up, get out, go to the back, open his back, get back in his truck and sit there. Another Border Patrol pulls up next to him with a space in between. Then a civilian vehicle pulls up in between them, opts out, opens his trunk, takes out the bag, throws it back on the ground, drives off. The cop gets out, picks it up, or the Border Patrol, picks it up, throws it in the back of his and takes off. We figured it was a payoff. But, you know, I was laying literally like 50 yards from where that took place, watching it. And they had no clue I was right there. In fact, at one point, I think they heard something or whatever because he spied the light and kind of, you know, just grazed the top of me and stuff. And I was hugging the ground as far as I could because I knew if these guys, you know, got a hold of us, it would be bad news. Wow. We just saw something happen. So I don't know who to trust down there, really. I, yeah, I'm with you. Know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't know who to trust down there either. I'd be, you know, as a matter of fact, if uh, they heard some noise coming from my direction, I'd be going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. No, I tell you what. <laughs> I was tasting dirt. I, I made sure I was ducking, but they were not going to see me because I knew that those guys, if they're doing that kind of nonsense, they would just love to catch us out there like that by ourselves. And then, you know, oh, yeah. have so, and, yeah, and even if it wasn't out. illegal, it was pretty suspicious for a, you know, Border Patrol operation for an unmarked car just to meet them out there because you have to realize where we were. There's no street lights. There's you know nothing out there except land and a few houses and a couple of orchards, and that was about it. Hey, for the border patrol agents, you know, if they go dirty, can you? I I can see where the uh, they have no encouragement not to go dirty. They have no. I mean, they're demoralized. They're Basically, their their jobs are, I mean, they're not really, you might call them somewhat uh, worthless because uh, what, they, what they do. They're is, passive, is, too. They're passive yeah. because they're getting their hands tied, and they're like, what good does it do to do my job? Because exactly. even if I catch these guys and turn them over, I'm just going to see them next week doing the same you know, dumb thing. And that's wrong. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely, it's wrong. Uh, guys, we got a caller. He's been on for a while. Let's see who it is. At eight oh four. Eight oh four. You on? Eight oh four. Are you there? Uh, let's just be somewhere. Yeah, old. yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm. I'm just listening. <clears throat> 
Oh, and okay. Look, That's fine. Yeah. And look, this this something I would like to add on, right? Um, Gordon okay. Duff had had um had uh did some intelligence work um I think about two years ago, a year and a half ago, where uh we had over a thousand of our boys. Um, we had lost over a thousand of our boys under uh sniper fire and um Israel was doing it, right? The Mossad and different ones, right? And um and they put a they had put it on YouTube and they put Islamic antics in the background to have the people thinking that the Muslims was doing. So Gordon Duff, he got a whole other transmissions and um, put it back on YouTube and put the um, Israel uh, Hebrew antics in the background. Google and YouTube took that took that uh, piece down within five minutes and and uh, suspended. Uh, Gordon Duff uh, uh, camp. Now, I saw the video, and the video is gruesome. Them headshots is gruesome. And I don't hear, I don't hear Hagman and Hagman, uh, Steve Quayle, or none of these guys talk about this or have Gordon Duff on their show. But if you want to see the video, get with veterans today. All right, well, yeah, we'll definitely. Who was that? Yeah, was... Gordon Duff. Okay. Gordon Duff. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. definitely check it out. All right, appreciate we lost... that. Hey, look, and I'm gonna tell you. Yeah. If if that don't bring tears to the average person that watches that, they nothing. Yeah, huh? You know, you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, believe me, I've shed a lot of tears, and you know, most of it has been uh, my own country, and for the, you know, the disinformation coming from our own military, and the fact that uh, I can no longer believe anything they say. I can't believe anything our government says. I can't believe what are are coming from our military, and I can't believe you know. We still have you know, boys and girls, men and women enlisting voluntarily into our military. I, you know, I, it breaks my well, heart to know that we have a volunteer a volunteer military now. Uh, you know, going into a battle, no one's going to win. No one's going to win but, this battle. But but see, can you get a hold of that video? I think I think Gordon Duff should have got the man of the year for that piece. All man. right. Well, we'll, we'll certainly check. And see, right, and see that, and that that video, that's up there with the USS Liberty, if not worse than the USS Liberty. Hmm. Well, I mean, I the them headshots. Well, well, I tell you. What, oh yeah. Well, I tell you what. I've seen many headshots, and uh, they're not, you know, a, a headshot from a fifty cal. So, uh, and it's not a pretty what? sight. There's, there's, there's not much more. left. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. There, believe me. Uh, I mean, uh, not joking about it, but seriously, there. After that, there's not much left from a fifty. No, from a fifty cal, it, it's. 
it's about like uh, comparatively, it's about like the uh, pumpkin, you know, basically <laughs> a pumpkin exploding. Uh, yeah. That's pretty much what you see is the head unfolded. <laughs> hey, I got a question uh, for you guys. Uh, yeah. Since you brought up military and stuff, uh, have y'all seen anything going on in your areas with this Operation Jade Helm? No. Uh, uh, what I've heard about is primarily uh, Arizona, South Texas, and maybe Louisiana. And mm-hmm. that's all I've heard thus far. Uh, how mm-hmm. about you? Have you heard of anywhere yeah, we, else? Yeah, I've actually, uh, and I'll post them up on River City Tea Party Patriots uh, Facebook page so everybody can look at them. But uh, we've got several videos that have been sent in, and one of them is the guy that drives by this uh, location every day for work for, I guess, he, I think it's like eight years or something he says. And he said that there's been a military installation there, but when you when he films it as he's driving by, there are tanks and Humvees as far as the eye can see. And he's like telling you that what you're seeing on the camera, that there's probably double that that you can't see behind it, right? And these big old uh, kind of like air tent-type warehouses that are, are put up as well out there. Um, but, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of movement moving on. I will say this. While we were at the uh, Texas Tax Day Tea Party in Austin on the 15th, um, when all the tea parties got together there, I stopped and asked this DPS officer, uh, because we had gotten word that the, all Texas law enforcement have received an antidote for nerve agent. And I asked her... Um, why they received this and her response was quick and swift it was i am not at liberty to discuss this and you could see fear written all over her face and she got out of there as quick as possible to get away from me and she was just shocked that i knew it but supposedly um one of the guys uh that had that antidote or whatever went into a convenience store and I guess they accidentally dropped it out their pocket or something like that. And the guy that was working in the convenience store happened to be a former military. And when he saw it, when he's cleaning up, he knew exactly what it was. And he brought it up, and they said that the uh, FBI visited him within 48 hours. And then people said they haven't talked to him since. <laughs> so I don't know. So what is, what, uh, what is it that he found that had been dropped? Nerve agent antidote. Nerve agent antidote. Yep, and the okay. stuff's not cheap either. It takes three of those doses in order for it to be effective after you've been exposed, and each dose can cost you roughly about $300. So they're not cheap to well, be carrying around, and every law enforcement is different <clears throat> in Texas. Uh, well, my question is, for the target of this nerve agent, are they going to be getting the antidote? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the fact that they have that because if they're if if they're that worried that they're having to give all of law enforcement that, then even if they're just having an exercise for the sake of argument, what if something's going to go wrong? That could mean innocent lives lost. Well, I'll tell you what, that uh, 
that that doesn't make me feel well. I, I, that doesn't that doesn't give me the warm fuzzies. I'll put it that way. Cause, Sorry, uh, <laughs> I didn't give it to me either. Whenever when I learned it either. So I mean, I it, I tell a lot of people because I know that. Uh, including my some of my own family, absolutely think that a lot of people are just crazy for making a big deal out of this. And I told them, I said, well, you know, it's better to be aware and to be prepared for what might happen than just to write it off as nothing and then it happens, you know. Well, the fact that they're having these large, these large uh, types of exercises within the U.S., within urban areas, uh, is is unusual to say the least. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they can always uh, do these exercises or simulate such exercises somewhere else behind, you know, well behind the uh, the eyes of civilians. And mm-hmm. why why you would want to do such exercises in front of civilians, you know. There's there's something that's you know that Jade Helm I, you know I I read it for at first I'll be honest with you I, I saw it came from Alex Jones first of all and I said yeah you know kind of like what I do with Alex Jones but mm-hmm. uh, you know actually I'm beginning to lend Alex Jones more credence than you know the the, the uh, regular <laughs> media. Um, because, I mean, sure enough, he had it up there, Jade Helm, and I go out there, and then I find the military orders, Jade Helm, you know, uh, exercises and uh, talking about where they're at. And Well, I, I did see video footage of uh, exercises taking place in Fort Lauderdale, but I may have seen that before. I'm not sure it was. Are they doing these exercises at night? I'm not for sure on that one. I'd have to check. Yeah, I think Jade Helm, based on, based on what I've seen, Jade Helm is going to be a a 24-hour thing. It's to where the the uh, special forces actually infiltrate into the community. Yeah. yeah that, 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 the the, what the operation is one month it. long. Yeah. <clears throat> and so it's going to be an ongoing thing. I mean, I might have one of those guys move in as one of my neighbors or something, you know, down the road. Uh, you know, I you never know. Is a couple of the groups that, that had popped up on Facebook that were actually discussing that type of stuff about it and everything, they had gotten infiltrated by a couple of what they think were equivalent to, like, BLM-type agents or something like that that were in there trying to give misinformation and trying to uh, stir things up constantly. Pretty, well, uh, question is, you know, if, if they're trying to do special ops infiltration into the uh, urban community, then what is it with all the hardware? You know, the Blackhawks, the Humvees. Right. I mean, you're not going. Yeah, you're not going. I mean, you're going to get people's attention, okay? I mean, people are going to obviously know, oh, okay, that that Black Hawk helicopter up there sure is hovering kind of low. I <laughs> 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 look up there, there's ropes coming out of it. There's men descending on top of that building, you know. <laughs> oh, that's, look, we've got infrared. <laughs> Another you know, number of is 
my whole thing is why are why are they uh, even putting this out there and scaring people? I mean, mm-hmm. you can just you can just look on Facebook. I mean, I'm a part of a lot of groups, uh, not all political. You know, I'm part of fishing groups. Hell, I've got people in my in my Cajun Creole cooking group. <laughs> I love to cook. That's a question. And you know, they'll freaking you know you you uh say okay, I put the the boudin on medium heat, and you got some crazy son of a bitch going, hey, you need to put it on medium high. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, people are, are very sensitive nowadays is what I'm saying, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere. You know, like, oh, yeah. you're bringing all this stuff, you know, and just freak people out. I mean, I'm not one of them, but I know they're out there. You know. Hey, man, there's a, another report. Boudin, I mean, you know, screw the military, the hell with that. You talk about boudin, you better... <laughs> That's, 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 I mean, I'm just trying to make the point that people are very sensitive nowadays, you know. And, oh yeah. And why are they why are they stoking why are they stoking the flames if it's such an innocent thing? Uh, that just sure. that doesn't make you think they'd say, okay, you know, we probably ought to, you know, not really, you know, if they're going to do some sort of a, if they were normal, you know, if they're normal uh, military operations and really trying to, you know, see what it would have been quiet. Yeah, there you go. You know, now everybody's all right. armed. Hey, there's also another one of our members posted a picture, I believe it was either this morning or yesterday, and it was the convoy of U.N. vehicles marked, and we're talking armored vehicles being towed on the backs of trucks. Now, that that one right there, uh, Mike and I saw that years ago, uh, back when we first got to know each other. And I, there's a guy named Ross, Ross Elder who kind of clarified that. He's He does blogs. Uh, he I think he does a little bit of radio, but he's been in all four. He's been Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine. Uh, the guy's, uh-huh. you know, writes books. And he said it's not uncommon to see U.N. Uh, vehicles. And I think he mentioned Georgia. He said that there might be a facility there that does repairs on U.N. vehicles. Oh, okay. So he's like, hey, look, you know, everybody yeah, can chill out. There's four, four banning, I think. Uh, in Columbus. Well, I'm sure... Well, we shouldn't be uh, repairing their vehicles here anyway. <laughs> well, most of their vehicles are our vehicles. I mean... Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we, can, we can tribute. What, what is it? 21% of the entire UN uh, budget, 21% comes from us. See, I yeah. Think we ought to take that off. Hey, I, I agree. Well, I know uh, I heard something about the UN is looking to increase their their uh, their military or at least their coffers uh, from the U.S. They're looking to increase from, you know, so many billion dollars a month, uh, however many more billion dollars a uh, you know a year. I think it's a year their yearly budget. And I said, well, what we give them to already is too much. I mean, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the UN is the biggest waste of humanity. Uh, that ever came yep. to be. I mean, the United Nations is, uh, well, the League of Nations, which was a complete failure, and then they came up, oh, okay, we'll, how about this? We'll come up with one, we'll name it uh, the United Nations. Maybe that one will work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, Rockefeller said, damn, they, they, the government, I have to keep putting my money into it until they do. So, uh, you know, and I guess he did, but 
you know, that's just it. I I, I don't know that uh, the well, I don't know that I've seen any joint operations with U.S. UN. Although I have heard of something that's supposed to be happening, UN exercises, I think, within the the states, and I don't know if it's part of this Jade Helm or not. I'm not sure if they're combined exercises, uh, and they could be, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but I guess i got to keep my ears open more so to this Jade Helm and see if it encompasses uh, pretty much everything uh, below a particular, you know, from all uh, everything south of, uh, say, New Mexico. Everything mm. south of New Mexico or south of uh, Oklahoma, something to that effect that's going to cover the entire, you know, southern front of the country, particularly around the uh, the border states. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's what I'm wondering, is if we don't have an exercise going on that's with emphasis on the border states, you know, because yeah, that's, of... That's what yeah. they, they want to have an exercise, shoot, they ought to have an exercise on how to secure the border. <laughs> well, yeah, I, they, they, they need to have a joint exercise with the Border Patrol, the military, the National Guard, you know, everybody on, you know, everybody full up and, Mm -hmm. you know, and just do a full-out exercise on uh, the Amok invasion coming across that border. And, you know, if anything, to scare the hell out of uh, the cartels, you know, put put a little fear into them. You know, yeah. let them know that we've got the manpower to basically curtail the cartels if we wanted to do so. Uh, you know, and but uh, you know, right now, like you say, the way the border patrol is being, their hands are tied, and and you know, what? Why should he risk his life? Or uh, arrest the illegal immigrant uh, with nothing but rubber bullets. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, seriously, it's. I, I, if I were a border patrol, I wouldn't want to risk my life to go, uh, you know, arrest the illegal immigrant with rubber bullets. It's to me, you know, if I've got family, kids, uh, you know, I wouldn't take the chance, you know. I I would do one or two things. I would say, uh, let's see, you deposit ten dollars in hand as you go by. <laughs> <laughs> so give me give me some of that cash. You be paying them cartels, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, you know, they're 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 not going to do anything anyway. I mean, you know, obviously. They they're gonna get them out, turn them loose on the streets once they arrest them. Anyway, I mean, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see the Brandon? Uh, you met, you said you went to Austin and met with some other Tea Party groups. What what did you guys yeah. do there? Uh, uh, an organization I forget exactly their name. It's a Tea Party chapter in Texas. They got together. 
and called for a statewide Tea Party rally in, at the uh, Austin State Capitol up there. And we went ahead and went up there. There were several speakers, um, uh, Dwayne Stovall, a couple of other people were there uh, that spoke to the crowd. It's pretty good turnout. It's a little over probably about 500 people that turned up there, all different tea parties from all over uh, Texas. So it was pretty fun. Did you have any? Did you have any representatives show up? And I mean, were you able to talk to them about what we're talking about tonight? Or uh, they were kind of in and out of the building. In fact, one of the one of the guys that actually spoke, uh, he said that he apologized for them running in and out. But he said that if they didn't have somebody present in the room, you didn't know what the Democrats might vote on while they're out. So they were trying to play <laughs> musical chairs. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I understand that. But they did have a uh, – you could go up and speak to the people that were there at the end um, that were standing up uh, in the front. You could kind of walk by and say hello. We didn't really stay that long because I had a couple people with me, and some of them had to pick up their kids from school and stuff like that. So we needed to hit the road and come back. And we did that. We've been pretty busy here lately. I mean, we've got uh, – we also joined the national cause for uh, to impeach Obama. Uh, we're holding uh, bridge rallies along with the Patriots all across America on the first Saturday of each month. And uh, uh, there's a Facebook page. It's called Impeach Obama Now. And basically it's the uh, local groups in their cities are in charge of the rallies. And uh, each one, will, you know, for each city. And we go out, we do the rallies, and then we take pictures and post it up afterward. And uh, it's getting pretty pretty good traction Um there's a lot of people involved in it and stuff, so we had really good turnout. I mean, we had people blowing the horns left and right. At one point, there was like 20 people that were blowing the horns, and what was even more funny was that uh, they had just built this turnaround right next to the bridge, and we didn't know that because we had used the bridge before for a rally. And uh, so the people below us on actually 1604 couldn't see our signs or anything, but they could just see the tips of the flags. And they were just blowing their horns like crazy. Didn't even know what we stood for, but they saw the Tea Party flags and stuff like that, and they were blowing the horn for support. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Good deal, man. We've yeah, also got I, one, one last thing uh, I was going to mention, too, is that uh, uh, for San Antonio, River City Tea Party Patriots, along with the San Antonio Police Officers Association, and the Pastors Pack here in San Antonio have endorsed uh, uh, Roger Scott for District 1 and City Council. Um, we're backing him. This guy is a real good guy. He's uh, down to earth. He's just a simple guy, a man of the people. And um, we're trying to, you know, get San Antonio back to where the government actually works for us instead of getting stuff like streetcars and stuff like that shoved down our throats, NBOs, all that good stuff. But... Uh, this guy's a really good guy, and we've had several fundraisers for him, and, uh, you know, we've been out hitting the streets and talking to folks, block walking, all that good stuff. So he's, he's on Facebook, too. It's Roger Scott for District 1. Okay. Uh, now, while we're talking about uh, various races locally and nationally, what do you think about our uh, – Republican candidates we have so far for uh, president. Now, I know, you know, we're all going to be in a consensus about Cruz, 
Pending we can make it to 2016, I think all of us are pretty much in agreement. You know, Cruz is probably our guy. You know, yes, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. I thought Mike Lee. You know, I don't think that Mike Lee's announced, but yeah, him. Well, Mike Lee and Rubio sponsored this hair deal that. Is just yeah. I don't know if y'all heard about it, but it's just it's way on out there. It sounds like it's less, you know, money, but it's it's actually more. And it's I don't know where they come up with the math for it. You guys can listen to it or go out and see if you can find it. But it makes absolutely no sense. I think Rubio's pretty much already disqualified himself with this tax bill thing him him and Mike Lee has sponsored. Mike Lee, I don't know where what he's trying to gain out of it at political points, I don't know, but you know, and Mike Lee, they he was he was he was a good guy. I would have put him right up there with Cruz, but uh right now Cruz is, is my man. I mean, cause, uh He's basically doing everything you're not supposed to do as a candidate, and anybody can do that. Hey, you got my vote. Uh, <laughs> and of course, of course uh, you know, Chipotle Hillary. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hillary for President I can't, I can't believe we have to hear her name all the way till November 2016. Man, I'm already getting tired of it. Or well, I, what's I, wild? I, I just is, shake uh, my head that any person in this country would even consider her as president of the United States. So, uh, man. Well, here we are it, talking it, about military exercises, all right? Uh, right? Well, now we're having Hillary exercises where Hillary goes and <laughs> pretends to be president for a day, you know, and, and goes around shaking hands, uh, Hillary oh, exercises, you know, and she'll go and. She'll go and I, shut down, uh, you know, a a a coffee joint and bus in her the people she wants to ask the questions, you know. And of course, she'll hand out the questions she wants them to ask. <laughs> oh, of course. There's an email going around right now that, or not an email, but a Facebook post that says that there's an email going around from Hillary Clinton. Um, and it says to do not open it because the contents inside is a picture of Hillary Clinton in a bikini. And Ooh. on the Facebook post, they shot, photoshopped her face onto like this 90-year-old woman's body in a bikini. And I mean, oh. it's scarring. It's pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it may, look, it, may be, it may look better than the real thing. You never know. God. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I was trying not to look. <laughs> well, there's some things you just don't want to think about, and that's probably one of them, right there. Um, oh yes. And that that goes right up there with uh, you know, uh, picturing Monica Lewinsky with Bill Clinton. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. well, you know, what's the uh, Hey, 
the worst thing about it is that Bill almost got impeached, but she got to keep the blue dress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If she wanted to, she could. Well, she ain't gonna sell that blue dress, man. That I, I guarantee you, that's her. That's her life insurance. As long as she keeps hold that blue dress, uh, she'll stay alive. I mean, if she ever sells a car, that thing, she's gone. You know, she'll <laughs> she'll disappear. She'll just uh, be suicided into oblivion. You know, along with Vince Foster and you know all the rest of them. Uh, I don't know how many bodies failed during the Clintons, but uh, I know at least two or three. Vince Foster being one of them, who was capable, he, he shot himself in the back of the head with a shotgun, which I haven't figured that one out. Still trying to put that one together. <laughs> yeah, must have been Lumber. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, that, and, you know, he had to be able to reach back there to the trigger, and then, you know, <laughs> and then without the uh, barrel of the gun slipped, I mean, that took some pretty damn coordinated effort, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the ballistics on that one, you know. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> It'd be like Kennedy and and uh, Kennedy assassination. All the evidence just disappears, you know. Uh, yeah. Which uh, that's uh, you know that goes back to what exactly in this government can you believe? I, I you know I, I everything that I wanted to believe. I, I guess it was under Reagan. Uh, Reagan, I think, was on the square. Uh, and there's been few presidents in my lifetime, few governments in my lifetime. I can honestly say I felt we're on the square, but I think Reagan was on the square. Clinton, absolutely not. You know, Carter, absolutely not. Hampshire, not. Uh, I mean, you know, hell, he... They couldn't even uh, land an, an air uh, or several helicopters in Iran and get our uh, captors out. So you know, uh, <laughs> but he did uh, bring peace to Egypt and Israel. I'll give him that. And then Nixon, he did he did uh, introduce uh, Chinese food to the U.S. So. I think the main I think the main difference now, you know, if you go back through all those administrations and it's not so much the administrations. If you look at the government as a whole, say from okay, I'm gonna I was born in nineteen sixty eight, I saw the Carter as president, I saw Reagan, I saw George Bush, saw Clinton, but you always had some adults in the room. And mm-hmm. the last eight years, we really haven't had any adults in the room. Look at Harry Reid. Look at Mitch McConnell. They're all playing games with everybody. Ted Cruz is probably one of the only ones that is acting like an adult in the room. Yep. You know, uh, oh, but we, uh, we used to have more of them. Even if you had a crappy president, you had the adults in the room, either in the House or the Senate, who could really – yeah. yeah, there you go. And that's what we're missing. I feel like uh, – and that, I think that's – I think that's what bothers me about Rubio. Whenever I know he, I'm not trying to talk about his age, I just feel like okay, say let's go hypothetical. Say Rubio becomes a candidate. 
Hillary Clinton raises $2.5 billion. That's her goal. And the last week of the election, then they drop, because you know they're going to find some, they're going to drop a bombshell. I don't care who the candidate is, but say it's Rubio. Mm-hmm. Something just tells me he's the kind of guy that would just go and curl up in the corner and, and just not want to come out. You know? I just, mm-hmm. I don't feel like he's a... What's that? I said it's quite possible. Yeah, but I, I just don't feel like he could hold his, <laughs> hold his own if, if the shit really hit the fan. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like Ted Cruz... Yeah. Can't. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Scott Walker can. Yeah, I, I like I, Scott I like Walker. Him. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just I, saying I'm, he, he's the kind of guy that that uh, I think. I mean, he fought the unions in Wisconsin, and that's no, that, you know, that's that's a pretty good boxing match right there. And he came out ahead. Yeah, and I tend to agree with that. I mean, you know, it's uh, yeah, particularly you know, with the. Uh, like you were talking, with, you know, with the various administrations, like back in the days, you know, you always had someone on the other side. You always had someone to keep their feet to the fire. You know, you had a balance of government, I think you should yep. say. You had more, uh, you know, you had more of them, one not playing the other one. Now it's like, these days, you've got one playing in conjunction with the other one, and they're basically orchestrating this game as they go. Uh, and you know that uh, before anything happens, that the the other side already knows and already knows what the you know the end game is going to be because uh, they're they're part of it and. Uh, and I don't think that was true back in the administrations of old. At least you had one or two dissenters who would always be there, you know, uh, there, you know, the one who would say, no, I'm not going to go along. I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play this. They, you know, like Clinton, uh, Clinton had yeah, well, Newt Gingrich. Well, Newt Gingrich exactly. held Clinton to the fire. But of course, what happens is is that they all they're always looking for something to catch the that none of them play clean. If you remember Newt Gingrich, he uh, uh, got caught in his extramarital affair, which ruined his credit uh, credibility. And so, you know, and it's basically you know they're all playing this game of cat and mouse and they're all corrupt. It, uh, I watched, uh, you know, House of Cards on Netflix and uh, that's got to be about as damn accurate as it can be up in D.C. I mean, it's, it's just a turd fest. Uh, yep. on, so it does, doesn't matter what party you're in. One is just as bad as the other one. Uh, the only difference is, uh, you know, one's an elephant and one's an ass. Um, and anything in between is an ass of an elephant. I do have uh, some sense, though, that Cruz, Cruz gives me hope, you know, that... Uh, we finally found somebody who's not going to play by their rules and he's going to stick to it. 
And yeah, that's right. Rubio, Rubio, he's a sellout. I mean, you know, he'll cop out. He strikes me as one, you know, if if the money's right or if, uh, you know, if there's some benefit or gain out of it, he'll go, he'll swing in whatever direction, you know, the wind blows if the money's there. Uh, and let's see, Scott Walker, I don't know that much about Scott Walker. I'll have to wait and see. Cruz right now is my bet because Cruz, well, first of all, I know I've seen his dad. That I've seen his dad, you know, publicly speak, and I, yeah, and I know his dad. His his dad, well, pretty much his dad had said so, and uh, he has great admiration and respect for his dad. And believe me, he's not going to go up mm-hmm. against his dad. His dad will basically, you know, I mean would hit him in the head with a shoe pretty much if he got off the tracks. Uh, and he yep. said as much. And that I can respect because at least someone of some credibility, and I have a lot of, you know, in my opinion, Raphael Cruz has a lot of credibility simply for he's come from the bottom and risen himself from the bottom to basically where he is today, all on his own doing. He's not part of any uh, uh, influential politician, influential family, influential. I mean, there's no one tie his name to. Exactly, you can't tie his name to anyone uh, in the United States or in Cuba. Uh, he is. He is the real deal, and his son, he uh, that he uh, wrote, had risen, and his wife has risen. He has uh, basically, I think, risen to be a high caliber adult, and one which I think we can look forward to as giving us the leadership that uh, we 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 really need in this country. What this country needs more than anything is something to believe that's yeah. I mean legit you know that that it's just not all uh, this one horror story of a fairy tale or see either not a horror story that ends up in a fairy tale that's a horror story within itself or a fairy tale that's a horror story or you know vice versa because either way, either way, I mean, for the last several years, I mean, the choices have been shit. Very I mean, much. Pardon, pardon my French. There has been no choice legitimately to choose from. It was felt like you pick one turd or you pick the other turd. In either case, you got a turd. You know. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of the stuff that that we that comes the attitudes, I guess, of politicians is partly for two reasons. One is that the mentality nowadays is what can I do for me rather than what can I do to better those around me. And the second part is the money issue. I think that uh, we have corrupted our politicians by paying them, you know, high dollars 
and allowing them to to become corrupt. Um, back in well, the day, they were volunteers. That's you hit the nail on the head right there. That is, you know, Congress was not meant to be a full time job. Yep. Congress no, was meant no. to, you know, have your own job and then every so often go to Washington, hash some things out, go back home. That's right. Yeah. Not and, back and listen to your constituents at home. And believe it or not, Ted Cruz is one of the first ones up there saying, hey, term limits, you know. So, hey, yep. you know, uh, what can you say about a, a presidential candidate who's, uh, you know, uh, for term limits? You know, of course, now he doesn't even have insurance right now. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, because he denied to take that insurance that was uh, uh, all the Congress and stuff like that was offered by Obama. He refused that. And then because his wife, whenever he announced, she took a leave of absence without pay from her job. And so she doesn't receive any kind of insurance there. So he doesn't have insurance, period. He's just one of us right now. Oh, yeah. And he, well, and he I, could have easily chose the, the Congress route and took the easy route out for himself. But that right there just shows he cares about everybody around him. He said, Oh, about yeah. Us. And that's what's given him even more credibility because, I mean, he's put himself in a position, hey, I'm, the, I'm in no better shape. Than you are. I mean, really, he makes more money. Yeah, true, than any of us on the average scale. But uh, it's not that much more, you know. Right. If you if you look at it, Joe. Uh, now, as far as uh, you know, anybody else? Well, the Hillary, of course, she's got her dynasty. Uh, Rubio, I don't know what he has financially. I don't. You know, what about Donald? <laughs> oh, Donald. Well, he, he's got he's got hair. We know that. You know. The only the one thing I know about Donald Trump though is he would tell China to go stick it up their ass, and I do I do admire that about him. That he he has true. a very good argument about the China deal. <laughs> yeah, and he would do well, it with pleasure too. <laughs> Well, the only thing is, is that uh, we're so indebted to China that if they cut off the if they cut off the wallet, then you know Donald ain't gonna fork out all his money to support the U.S. debt. You okay. know, it's uh, so. In uh, Harry Reid, you know, you were talking about Harry Reid earlier. I tell you what's funny: we were kidding around, jokingly talking about how. That SOP, it must, he had to have gotten the shit beat out of him by the mob. Mm-hmm. And I, I article and say he got beat up by the mob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't doubt it. Well, they asked him about it. They they approached him and asked him about it. Say, uh, <laughs> Reed, did you get it beat up? There's a story out there that you got beat up by the mob. He says, oh, that's <laughs> nonsense. That, you know, that, you know, what my story was about our exercise nonsense must came from Republicans. <laughs> you know, it just, uh, it, it, if there's one thing I hope that happens in the end is when Harry, Harry and 
retires. I mean, I hope he retires, retires. He's never to be seen from again, you know. I'll tell you and, this, all the guys out at Bundy Ranch, they just had the one-year reunion happen uh, this past week. They had a toast to his retirement out there. <laughs> oh, well, believe me, I, I really think, you know, somebody beat the shit out of him. I really do, because mm-hmm. uh, I just don't buy that whole exercise belt snapped and popped him in the head. I mean... You know, yeah. first of all, what kind of strength does he have? Is he Superman or something? He broke the belt and it hit him in the head. He's maxing out on the five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry, yeah. Harry, yeah. Harry should have gone to the ten pound. You killed that. <laughs> you broke the band. On the- <laughs> oh, man. I, I yeah. I just hope well, nobody worse than him takes his spot. Well, that's a, that's something you don't say. You know, you hope nobody worse can take their spot. And you know, I think that's where we're all alike. You know, no matter what race we are, is that we hope no one worse can take their place. Yeah. And that's a sad place to be in. Is that you yep. hope that whoever gets in office is not worse than the one that was there before, and yep. I think as a country that's a position you don't ever want to be in. And you know, one of the things, and you know, I've been watching Hannity about uh, this thing uh, with the kids in Panama City, and I have to say, I you know, I I don't live far from Panama City. And Florida was never like that when I was growing up. I mean, never. I mean, if it had been, uh, I'd probably still be down there. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, but yeah, on that note, that spring break note, uh, you know, the fishing oh, group, a couple of fishing groups here in, in uh, San Antonio and Corpus Christi, and they showed pictures of the beach after after the kids left, and it was just horrific. I mean, we partied like like rock stars when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, but you know what? We didn't leave our beer cans on the beach. We didn't leave our little red cups on the beach. We picked up our trash and we were respectful. These kids nowadays, oh, man, yeah. they don't care. They don't and care. Back man. home, it was back home. home. Whenever I was growing up on the beach, I lived out on the island here in Port Aransas, outside Corpus. I grew up there, and I remember having huge crowds out there for a spring break. But like you said, the beach was clean when you left. Nowadays, it takes the beach crew three days to clean up what essentially is a nine-mile stretch of beach because of all the nonsense out there. Well, yeah, it's a you know the the beach in Panama City. I, I mean, the Gulf Coast beaches are probably one of the most, with, with the exception of the oil spill, was probably one or were the most pristine beaches you know in the world, other than maybe around in the Caribbean. But mm. uh, I mean, just absolutely gorgeous. You know, Texas, uh, Alabama. Well, all the way from Florida, uh, from Florida Keys to Galveston, pretty much. Just, you know, gorgeous beaches. Uh, 
And, you know, Panama City was one of those places. It was never really a haven for the kids. That just started up within the last, you know, five to ten years, and then it became party party central. And mm-hmm. now, apparently, it's it's gotten to the point where, I mean, it's, you know, in other words, uh, there there is it's where money and uh, or the 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 income or uh, money coming in exceeds the uh, the yeah. capability of the mentality or the, the of those who are in charge of the city. In other words, all they see are dollar signs. They don't see the overall damage that it's doing to the community. And they uh, back home, the businesses, all my friends that own a lot of the businesses out there, they make almost half their income off of spring break and Fourth of July for the year. So just yeah, two uh, major party events down there, and they make half of their income for the year off of that. Well, I'm sure the same thing's true for Panama City. I think they made like uh in one night, if I remember correctly, the, the bars two bars down there were uh the primary bars that uh were all the riffraff was centered around because they stayed open all night long. And yeah. uh and they made about I think they said fifty two thousand dollars a night. Just something, you know, unreal. Mm-hmm. And so, what the hell are we doing doing this radio show for free? Let's go open a bar down in Panama City, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You know, even a mobile one. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the uh, like uh, what you call it? Up Number one is that uh, micro bar. <laughs> hey, you are full uh, throttle. There it is. <laughs> You or I cannot be married and do such a thing. You know that. <laughs> My wife's right here next to me right now, just looking at me like you some bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. You know, you might as well plan on your divorce right now because I know your wife is going to tolerate that. Neither would mine. You know, to say. Say so hell, you gonna go run there and run a bar? You run it out without me. And well, <laughs> hey, I tell you, I don't know. You know those women or girls or whatever the hell they are down there now. I don't know if I'm gonna mess with those things or not, man. There's no telling what's been. You know oh, where they yeah. been? You know, because I mean, everybody's done with everybody down there. Oh, there's much. well, it, they were they were showing video of a film of one girl that was passed out and she, you know, got raped. She was yeah, yeah, being gang raped right there in front of them. Nobody everybody did anything. Yeah, no, that's, that's so wrong. It's insane. Yeah, it's just nuts. You know, they're just sitting around partying, you know, and slinging their thing around or whatever they're doing, you know, doing the herky-jerk, you know. I don't know that, what they the call The bad thing is, that, that's who we were up against as far in, in 2012. And that's who we're up against in 2016 is those idiots yeah. who don't know a damn thing about anything. And, you know, that's what... You know, you go back to when we were young, and, and Brandon, I can tell you're the same. You're, you're a little younger than Mike and I, but I can tell you're the same way. I mean, we, 
we had our moments of yeah, let's go have you know, let's go party, uh, respectful about it. But at the same time, we had our wits about us. We knew what was going on. We weren't. I'm not going to say I was you know a real political person, but I knew what was going on in the country. You know, yeah. these kids no clue. I mean, just complete idiots whenever it comes to just your your most basic you know questions. Like, I mean, you've seen uh, what's that Waters World on O'Reilly. Who's the vice president of the United States? I don't know. Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah, really. I can remember back whenever I was in grade school, our our social studies teacher taught, like, she made us follow the election whenever Reagan and Jesse Jackson and all of them were running in that race. Right. We had to follow that whole entire thing. Now schools won't even talk about politics in there. Or anything oh, no. to do with the president or anything like that. Unless it has Muslim to do with it or something else, you know, gay or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can tell you who the prime minister of Iran is or Iraq, but yep. that's their own damn country. Tell you all about yep. Ramadan or whatever, you know, what they eat for Ramadan, what is Ramadan. I don't know Juan, what the hell Juan Ramadan Juan. is. I don't want to know what Ramadan is. I don't care. But <laughs> that one school, know, they uh, took those kids without the parents' permission on a field trip, and guess where they took them? They took them to a Muslim mosque. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know. As much flack that's given for the Bible and church and stuff like that. You're just going to turn around and just take them to a mosque, you know. It's just like, Wow. Well, I would if they took me to a mosque, I'd probably just keep the rug. I'd say this is a pretty pretty cool rug, Persian rug. I got a Persian, I got a Persian rug for the house. <laughs> I was gonna say they'd have to call the fire department. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, you know, that's just it. I don't have I I know Muslims. I don't have a damn thing against Muslims. I mean. You know they're they're all right again because they 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 well that's just it as long as they respect me I respect them and we're perfectly all right but you I know mean, for the last now, ten or fifteen years we've heard preaching about separation of church and state separation of church and state well you don't turn around and take them to a different church that you think that's you know okay just because you don't believe with one religion you take them to another one. If they can't go to one, they can't go to the other. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, you can't. Well, that's what that's just it. You, uh, now you can have it uh, one way. I mean, you know, there's a, it's it's Double getting stand. to the point. You know, it's there's you can celebrate one religion. You know, and there is. And I don't care what anybody says. There there is an enemy on. Uh, well, it's not. Jews that are in trouble is Christians. Christians are the ones who are in trouble this time around. And I tell you what, guys, I'm going to probably call it a night, but I'm going to post a link up here, and I want you to watch it. This is, uh, somebody posted this on Facebook. Hopefully I can still find it here. I didn't do away with it. Yeah, here it is. I'm going to post this up on the uh, 
the chat. And what this is is uh see, didn't that come out? No. Uh, there it is. Okay. Uh that right there is it is a reading of uh Barack Obama on his book Tales of My Father, but it's it's a very different Barack Obama. I promise you you'll 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 start looking and and seeing what this guy really is, the way he carries himself, his, the intonations in his voice, and you'll start giving you some insight into this man, and you'll start seeing, you know, why, or at least how he views America, how he sees America, and his disdain for this country and where it came from. And to me, it's one of the most revealing uh, videos I think I've ever seen about Obama. And if it would have came out, of course, before he was elected, he may not have ever gotten elected. But, you know, it's like with everything else about this man. You don't, didn't know nothing about him and knew very little about him until his second term because they managed yeah. to keep it hidden. Uh, but... Uh, this particular video, if you get a chance to watch it, just listen to it. It's uh, like about an hour. And uh, what it is, a reading of his uh, book, uh, you know, uh, what about it, whatever it is about his father. Tales of Tales of My Dream, Father. Dreams of, Dreams of My Father, I think was the name of it. Yeah, you know, Tales of My Father's Daughter or daughter, Mother's Daughter. Son's daughter, yeah, that's it. Tales of my father, father's daughter. <laughs> One of those. Yeah, dreams of my father. Not Mars, the dreams of my mother. Dream, dreams of my father. That's it. Dreams of my father <laughs> and my mother's sister too. Uh, but uh, and uh, it's it's uh. That book, and of course, he's just reading it, you know, like they used to do these old damn bridge club shit, you know. But um, anyway, he's reading this book. I don't know who the audience is. Probably somebody at the, you know, University of Chicago, you know, or Harvard. I think it may be at Harvard. But uh, you'll find it interesting. But uh, anyway, guys. Uh, I'm going to run for the evening. I'm glad you joined me, and uh, we'll appreciate you having me. Oh yeah, uh, Milton, you always welcome on this show. So you know, right. if we ever on this show, believe me, you all you got to do is dial in. You got open line. So. <laughs> well, what y'all uh, do is great, and y'all keep it up. All right, appreciate Thanks, it. Glad to have y'all back. We got to do it. The only thing we got to do is start doing it more often. That's all. So, uh, anyway, guys, uh, good night. Appreciate it. And we'll good see night. you Thank on you. Facebook. Take right, care. Good night. Good night. night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.